Thanks for pressing play on this newest episode of A-Sides. I've had previous conversations with Rizzo on episode 33. That was my introduction to talking to him. And then later, episode 60, this past summer, we dove into his band laws. And that was one of my favorite episodes that I've done individually. So if you want to revisit those, they're in the archives. And now, here's a new conversation that I had with Rizzo following up on other episodes I've had with other friends of mine on their concert stories. Now, here are concert stories from Rizzo's past. Hope you enjoy it. for doing this i just thought i think it was like i did follow up with kenny and talk to him and he told me like concert stories and then i did one with denny and then i thought maybe i'd follow up with you because you were talking about pantera and stuff and now you said like you just saw a show on friday too oh yeah i saw gojira man they were like fuck yeah It it was incredible so i don't think i've ever listened to those guys but uh I'm familiar with the name. They might have toured with like Alter Bridge or Slipknot or Metallica, I think. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm usually not a fan of that. Like, it's, there's not, well, I guess they're kind of like, there's a band called In Flames. Yeah. That they're kind of like heavy, but it, they call it melodic death metal, is what In Flames calls it. Cause the guy screams, but there's almost a melody to it. Um, so Gojira is kind of like that, and especially on their last few records, but they're one of them bands I never really gave a thought of, but then I saw them open for Mastodon, and everybody in the room was just like, holy fuck, <laughs> you know? So ever since that show, I like started listening to their old stuff, and then their newer two records, which are a little more accessible, I totally have gotten into, and then I went and saw them, and again, it's just, they're one of them bands when you see them, they, you just, I don't know. It, it, like there's a song called Remembrance and the end of it just has this crazy syncopated thing where the drums are going and the guitar follows it. But there's no pattern to it. It just changes for about a minute and a half. And they nailed that shit. Like you can just tell that they've practiced and practiced and pr- they weren't sloppy. They were just, they were like a machine. And uh, I, it was it was impressive, man. So, like I said, it's my second or third time seeing them. So, it was uh, it was awesome. Plus, it was my first real show since the shit hit the fan, you know, a year and a half ago. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, because um, I know um, you got back into playing shows recently, but yeah, like you haven't seen anything then. No, I I was trying to think, and I I mean, other than maybe something small, but not like a full real concert you know where thousands of people are there not wearing masks yeah. <laughs> going ape shit you know that was the other thing i don't think i've seen people go crazy like that since you know since maybe the 90s you know it's like people were let loose damn and uh I yeah remember. i mean uh, the crowd was nuts man the, there was a band called alien weaponry that opened uh who i really like they're kind of uh 
they're from New Zealand or something like that. They're they're actually native Maori. They're called so they sing in this weird language. And then uh, Knocked Loose uh, played too, which um, again I'm not a fan. They're a little they're a little bit more hardcore. The guy just screams the whole time. And uh, but it was impressive just because it was just. 40 minutes of just straight ahead chaos. Um, <laughs> awesome. And, and I, 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 I have a soft spot in my heart for that kind of thing. I just love that kind of energy. But again, somebody asked me what I thought after the show. And I was like, I don't know if they played four songs, six songs, 12 fucking songs. I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell the difference where one started, one ended. There's a break. Fuck, you know, it's just full on 40 minutes to just crush your face. It was insane. So anyway, awesome. yeah, <laughs> so it was good to see. Um, where was that show at? It was at Marathon here in Nashville, Marathon Music Works. So um, holds a few thousand people, I think. You know, it's not it's not like a massive venue. Um, but for a band like Gojira, that's probably is, is, you know, for now, as big as they'll play in Nashville. Because I think when they play in Colorado, they play like Red Rocks. But here they play, you know, a, a medium to smaller size theater you know so but it was great have you ever seen so, anything at red rocks no and the funny thing is um in in preparation for the the show i watched they have a live dvd gojira does at red rocks and i was like i gotta my my best friend lives in denver so i'm just like at some point i gotta fly there next year hopefully when things open i'll, I'll we'll look at the calendar and maybe i'll find a cool show and fly out there because i gotta see a show there once you know i feel the same way um because i got family out there and i was actually just kind of i think north of that and yeah. um just the last week and it's like i need to go back out there and like see a show yeah i just you know i i'm lucky enough that i grew up in uh northern illinois so i saw a lot of concerts growing up at alpine valley just kind of like a famous like a girl don't go away mad by motley crew was filmed there i think some of the stuff from hard to handle by black crows was shot there it's it's an old shed outdoor venue but it's all wood yeah uh and it's where Stevie ray vaughn um uh, died you know that's kind of its claim to fame but uh, which i had tickets for that show but i didn't go because i went to a wedding instead uh and I don't even talk to the people I went to the wedding anymore. <laughs> <laughs> wish I would have seen, wish I would have seen Steve Ray Vaughan's last concert. But uh, yeah, that that was you know kind of the same thing as Red Rocks, just a famous venue that's been there for so long, and I've just seen so many concerts there growing up. So, um, any uh, big ones like stand out to you? Oh, uh, multiple Lollapaloozas I saw there. Oh uh, shit. I saw the Skid Row tour with Pantera opening up. I, I think it was the Slave to Grind, Slave to the Grind tour, maybe. Um, it's when they were peaking. And uh, man, White Snake. I think it was called the World Series of Rock. Maybe I don't know. It was like White Snake and TNT and Striper or something, something like that. <laughs> so yeah, just, I'm, I'm trying to think, man. Uh, just so many concerts there over the years from you know from the time i could be dropped off to the time i could drive you know and and, and left that area at 25 so over a 10 15 year period i just 
I couldn't even tell you some of the concerts I saw there. I'd have to look at a calendar of what what's been there. But if it was there and it was heavy rock, I was probably there. Awesome. So, I I did see the um, uh, what was the one called? Uh, it was Van Halen. It's one of them big. Uh, it was Van Halen, Metallica. Oh, like Monsters uh, of Rock or something. Yeah, maybe that that was it. It was Metallica, Scorpions, Kingdom Come. Oh, and Dokken. Uh, yeah. Dokken, yeah. Yeah, because I think uh, that was Monsters of Rock. Yeah, and that that was probably, I remember going to that, and I went with my best friend, and my cousin took me. He was a little bit older, and his friend went. And in between, uh, I can't remember who played right, but Metallica just got people riled up. And then right before Van Halen went on, they had just taken and resodded all the grass. So it was like fresh sod. And somebody realized you could pull it real hard and would rip up in pieces. And it just turned into a full-on sod fight. And the poor people down in the seats that didn't have sod to begin with, once they had some, they could throw it back. But <laughs> but they were just getting pelted with huge pieces of, like, you know, sod. That just, oh, muddy, muddy sod, <laughs> you know. And uh, I, I remember uh, it just turned in. It, I remember looking around, and it looked like a hornet's nest. You know, it's twenty thousand <laughs> people, and sod flying everywhere. People then were started putting sod in their empty beer cups, the plastic, you know, their plastic beer cups, and chucking that. And uh, I think my cousin's friend got hit by a trash can. People started throwing trash cans. Like it was just, it was out of control. And. Uh, I think Van Halen had to come out and basically say, you guys got to stop or we're not playing. Damn. And uh, it calmed things down. But I never, I, that's, there's a few things I've seen that were crazy, but that's, I just, I've still, that many years later, I mean, I was, you know, a wee lad, my late teens. So, you know, you know, 15 years ago, <laughs> uh, no, you know, 30 plus years ago, I still remember that vividly just like i said looking around and being like holy shit this looks like like i said like somebody hit a hornet's nest and just i mean just shit was flying everywhere for about 20 you know well probably closer to 10 minutes you know felt like forever damn uh and like i said i felt bad <laughs> for those people in the seats that didn't have sod because the first five minutes they were just getting pile drive by, <laughs> by throwing sod at them so uh but yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Motley Crue saw them on the what? What was that tour? The uh, Doctor Feelgood, and I remember we had our seats were our backs were right against the soundboard, and we turned around halfway through, and Heather Locklear, uh, Brandy Brand, all their wives were there, just like oh shit, you know, teenagers, <laughs> hot chicks, you know, just like oh my god, um, yeah pretty cool nobody had a clue they were there but us because we were just we were right there but um anyway yeah so that you know but yeah red rocks getting back to that i definitely have to see one one show there it seems like a bucket list kind of thing yeah and like i said with my friend living there it, it just it would be stupid not to um you mentioned alpine valley and it's like that's like i think I'm a late bloomer, I guess, with concerts, but that's one of the first venues that I ever really hearing about. And so I mm-hmm. finally 
I finally got to see a show there a couple years ago because I think maybe they stopped doing stuff or it just turned into like the Dave Matthews uh, band venue every summer. Yeah, well, they they did. I think they shut down for a year or two, which I heard, but I heard they're back open. Yeah, so 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 you actually, I forgot you're really you're pretty close to there. Uh, like about three hours uh, right. south or so. Yeah, but um, I saw the Who there. Oh, I forgot you were there. Like maybe like three summers ago, and uh, I feel yeah. like I was like maybe the youngest person there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you never know. Um, did you have lawn seats, or did you did you sit down? I had the amphitheater seats, uh, so I would have been in the line of fire from the uh, sod. Yeah, the... <laughs> but like, I couldn't believe that hill because I've been to other amphitheaters before, but that's like super super steep. It's super steep and it's huge. Like yeah. I, I don't even know. I, I I feel like I've been to many of those places, whether playing or, or, you know, I lived in Dallas and went. I just don't feel like any other place was that big. It just seemed huge. I, I don't know. You know, like we're. I don't even know what that what the cap is. I would I would have to look up. I'm curious. Let me look up. Uh, I feel like it's pretty big. You know capacity for concerts 37,000 people yeah oh wow. I mean, i'm looking at a picture and it's just like i mean the other ones i think i've been to are closer to 20 and you know that place is just huge Forty thousand people in the, the i don't know if the parking lot's still dirt but it was a dirt <laughs> yeah. parking lot back in the day you know um yeah actually going to that monster's rock i remember we got out of the car and there were some underage kids closer to our age drinking in the parking lot. And when we left at the end of the night, one of the kids was just laying next to the car, passed out. So he, <laughs> he didn't. I don't even think he made it into the show. <laughs> messed up. Yes, the Starwood, which was in Nashville, it held about seventeen thousand. So most of the outdoor venues that I'm were closer to twenty, but that Alpine Valley was like twice as big as anything I've ever seen. Yeah, man. it was just ginormous man it's it's just incredible so but uh yeah anyway anyway but yeah i've seen tons of shows there so when you were seeing shows like as a kid and you said you um went to alpine valley like was there any other uh, big venues like in that area like i think you said like you saw stuff at um in rockford right yeah well rockford metro center that's where i saw uh man i'm trying to think i mean my I grew up in the between kind of like the Milwaukee area and the Chicago area. So a little bit west of there and Rockford was most of my childhood. But uh saw a lot of concerts in Milwaukee, a lot in Rockford, a lot of Chicago. Um, didn't go much further south for anything. But those, yeah, it was usually that, that kind of like Madison. Saw a bunch of shows in Madison as well. So Madison, Wisconsin. So um, but yeah, I, I, my first concert, my, my parents were pretty young. So they took me to see Kiss in 79. Uh, that was in Milwaukee. Uh, Judas Priest was the opener. Oh, damn. And, uh, yeah. So that was kind of my first foray into going to see, you know, live bands and that kind of stuff, which is, you know, it ruined ruined me for <laughs> forever, you know. It was... It's one of them. It's funny because Gene is always the one. Gene Simmons is always the one that says anybody that says they got into music, yeah, uh, you know, didn't get into music because of girls is a liar or whatever. It's like for me, I was five years old. You know, it's just like 
five or six, you know, it's just like, I, I, I didn't care about girls at that point. I just wanted a, they were superheroes. I wanted to be a superhero. So that's why I got into music, you know, later chicks came later. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, I remember that was the era too, where kiss had the fake kiss that would kind of walk around the arena before, you know, and as a little kid, I was just like, Oh my God, there they are. <laughs> And uh, remember, we had a there's a teenage kid sitting next to us that was like doing the huffing the uh, bic lighter and then blowing the flames, you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever done that before, but back in the day, you could just get the gas out of it by pressing the thing, you know, rather than and you suck it in your mouth and then you light the lighter and blow that gas over it so it's this yeah i just remember being like holy shit like it was like a circus you know it's the five-year-old six-year-old kid <laughs> rock show kisses walking around kids blowing flames it was just out of control so um it corrupted you <laughs> yeah it set me on a you know path that, that uh <laughs> been on ever since so but yeah i went with that and then I think after that period, then most of the concerts took place then closer to uh, closer to Rockford uh, or in Rockford at the Metro Center. Saw the 1984 tour, uh, Van Halen, Bon Jovi, uh, Rat with Kicks, I think was the opener. Um, God, so I'm still in Van Halen with Sammy Hagar. 5150 tour uh yeah I, there's so much i saw kiss multiple times without the makeup at that venue and uh I'm trying to think saw kiss in 90s what 96 97 the reunion that was in chicago at the rosemont horizon saw a bunch of shows there did you ever see kiss on the revenge tour, like with the um, Statue of Liberty thing? No, I didn't. I, I saw them on, let's see, the Dynasty, and then I saw them on, oh, which ones was it? Animalize, Asylum, I think Hot in the Shade. And then I didn't see them again. I, I think they kind of just fell off the the map. For, I, I did love the Revenge record. Um, but I think at that point, I kind of had morphed into heavier music for, for a bit there. I like that record, but if they, if they did come through, I, I didn't bother to go see it. So I wish I would have now. I've seen that concert video. Yeah, I mean that was a good, you know, for me as yeah. a as a Kiss fan, everybody has their, you know. But I I thought that lineup was good with Eric Singer and Bruce. I thought that you know. I think they started playing some of the deeper cuts again too, like the older stuff. I think they did too. Yeah, I think that was kind of they were getting back to their quote unquote roots. You know, I mean for me, I, that, they kind of lost me as it got a little bit more soft. Uh, which I, that was kind of the, you know, soup du jour back yeah. then, you know, it's kind of the Bon Jovi's and the, which I loved all that stuff. But like I said, once by the time Revenge came out, I was still a fan, but I was, you know, I don't even know what year did Revenge come out. Um, but it had to be, I was already, you know, listening to Megadeth and kind of get more into that stuff than, so the Kiss stuff kind of was on the side. 
I mean, for first um, from the time I was five years old until I was like seven or eight, I don't think I listened to anything but Kiss. So that was, <laughs> that was the only albums I had. I think I had every Kiss album that was you know up to that period, and that that was that was all I listened to. You said you were getting into like heavier stuff like Megadeth and like Pantera. So did you see those guys back in the nineties? Uh, yeah, I saw Megadeth. Uh, actually, Megadeth, I saw open for Dio. Oh, wow. And uh, Dio, Megadeth, it was the So Far, So Good, So What tour. And it was, uh, who was the other band? Sabotage. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, and they were great. And uh, I just remember, I remember messed up things from some of these shows, but I just remember there was this guy during Megadeth that looked like he had maybe taken acid <laughs> and he was right in front of us and he was just doing this slow head bang thing. Yet he started with his sh shirt on and just like slowly rocking back and forth, head like head banging in slow motion is what it looked like. <laughs> and by the end of Megadeth, his shirt was off. And then between Megadeth and Dio, he still was doing it. And I remember security coming and grabbing him. And like escorting him out, as he was being escorted out, he just started projectile vomiting everywhere. <laughs> I was just like, "Holy shit! What did that guy take?" You know. And, and like I said, at that point too, I, you know, I still was in high school. It was just like, "Whoa! I'd never seen nobody that messed." You know, I'd seen people messed up, obviously, but not like that guy was a whole another level that I'd never seen. <laughs> but yeah, Dio was great. I saw Megadeth. I've, I've seen Megadeth a few times since then. Usually, they were it, when I saw Megadeth, it was part of a you know they kind of did those package things. I don't think I've ever seen them on their own, like where it was a Megadeth headlining show. Um, oh yeah, and that was in Milwaukee. Maybe I think is where that show was. But yeah, they you know. At that point, they were in the middle of their heroin addiction, I think, but they were still ripping. Um, I, you know, I, I like that that period of Megadeth. It was more kind of the punk rock Megadeth. How was how was Dio? Was that the one where he had the big like dragon and the castle on on the stage? No, it was the um, he had he he had this big. It was oh, who was the guitar player? Um, yeah, because I'm trying to think, because if it was the So Far, So Good, So What, that was like, what, 88? I think it was the Dream Evil Tour. Oh, gotcha. And he had, uh, his guitar player had this, during his guitar solo, this big spider, mechanical spider came down, he shot it with lasers and stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, it was really good. Dio was incredible. Um you know they don't they don't make them like him no more. Um, just the there, there wasn't a bad note. There wasn't a bad you know it was it was definitely a a rehearsed show. Like I said, there was a lot of extra stuff. I think it was the beginning of kind of lasers being used. So I feel like on that tour the drum riser came and there was a section below the drum riser and he came out and there was like lasers and stuff shooting. It was really cool. Oh, um, awesome! I wish I had uh, gotten to see him. Yeah, I'm. I'm disappointed. I wanted to go see when Heaven and Hell did that run. I wanted to go see it, see that because I never got to see you know Black Sabbath with with either uh, 
singer or either any of the singers <laughs> there's been many but the two big ones i never i never did get to see but uh, i would have enjoyed to see that so but he was great on that tour and uh sabotage was awesome too i, I, I was you know that's one of the things about going to see bands back then is you got to like i i wasn't that familiar with that band and i was totally a fan after seeing them um you know there's so many uh, hurricane opening for striper you know it's like who's this band you know um there's so many bands back then you would just see the, a cool opener and be like who is this you know because it wasn't you know it's pre-spotify and all that stuff so you really didn't hear about everything that was out there so you'd hear these new bands be like whoa check that out <laughs> so that that was always fun you know unfortunately that doesn't exist so much anymore seeing something that you haven't heard of nowadays the show's announced and by the time it's been announced you can go look up everything about the band <laughs> yeah because it seems like some shows now their tickets go on sale like a whole like a year before almost Oh yeah. Oh dude, I got tickets for King's X before the pandemic. And the show was supposed to take place right around May, I think, of that of twenty twenty. And it got canceled and moved. And then it got canceled and moved to a different venue in November of twenty twenty. Then it got moved to november of 2021 and i just got an e email saying that now it's november of 2022 damn I bought, the, I bought those tickets at the beginning of 2020 and i'm not even see the show until the end of 2022 it's almost three years Hope, hopefully they're all still alive because i love that band but uh yeah uh so yeah, tickets being announced way in advance. That that show was adva advanced by three years. <laughs> <laughs> Ozzy had Corn and Deftones were the openers. Oh damn, when was that? And Def, it was uh, maybe it was the No More Tours tour. I don't know. I know that Deftones were on the Adrenaline tour because I was a fan of them, and nobody but me and my buddy, I think, knew who they were. We saw it on some cable access shows like this band is crazy and they weren't even listed it was corn there was ozzy with corn and we got there you know you go look at the merch and there's one deftone shirt for just like oh shit they're here and i just remember both bands deftones and corn getting booed oh whoa the whole time yeah ozzy fans were not not feeling them and uh but they both kicked ass i was you know me and my buddy were going nuts for both. I, I like both bands at the time. And uh, it's a great, yeah, it was, it, Joe Holmes was playing guitar, who was a killer guitar player for Ozzy. And I remember he got in a fight with somebody in the crowd. And then a guy jumped from the second level, uh, like from the side of the stage. I think he was trying to grab the backdrop. And his, <laughs> his, his weight, he, he jumped hit the backdrop, grabbed it, but his weight was too much to hold him. And he just, you know, it's like, it's like if you were jumping out 10 feet, trying to grab a rope, just your body weight. And he just couldn't hang on. And he just fell all the way to the ground. I remember ambulance came, you know, you could see it backstage, you know, but Ozzy never stopped. <laughs> he just kept playing. 
So yeah, it was a crazy show, man. It's just like corn just flipping people off the whole time. Uh, people booing them. Yeah, it was. It was. It was, a, it was an exciting one. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you yeah. and Denny have these like, and even Kenny. Everybody's got a story about somebody like falling almost to their death at a concert. <laughs> it, dude, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't even know why you would try that, but you know, but there's always, you know, I mean, most of the shows. I mean, I think back to I remember seeing Pantera at Eagles Ballroom, and that's like a Eagles Ballroom. There's a small venue. It's like a three story venue. It's the yeah, it's is about that the one that's like the Eagles Ballroom, and then it's like the Rave? I think is in there. Yeah, it's 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 about three blocks from where Dahmer's apartment was, so <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not in the nicest neighborhood. But I just remember going there, and if you played the ballroom, that was the upstairs, and the, the ballroom itself was actually I think two stories. So you had like four stories, but the upper two were the ballroom. And Pantera, I just remember the 21 and up area was the second level. So we were like, well, let's get up there and get out because the pit was insane. Um, so we went up there and I just remember people were breaking out the glass on that level and hanging out the windows. And we're talking like it's mid February. I feel like it was, it was cold as shit. I just remember that. Cause it was like, man, it's freezing up here. And you look back and it was like people had busted the glass out of the windows <laughs> On the fourth story, we're hanging out the windows and shit. <laughs> yeah, Damn. so Pantera always had crazy ones. I remember seeing the Skid Row Pantera show, and we were at Alpine Valley, and we, <laughs> while Pantera was playing, there were two guys in the grass section right in front of us that we watched just punch each other in the face over and over, and then like the song would end, and they'd hug it out. And then they'd start, Pantera start playing again. They start punching each other in the face and shit again. <laughs> what is like Beavis and Butthead or something? Almost like the whole, almost like the whole concert Pantera, these guys just beat the shit out of each other. And they seemed like they were friends. Like they were just thought it was funny and having fun. I was just like, oh my God. I never been like, I, I don't know. My, my brain don't work like that. I guess they're just super hyped up or something. I, I guess so, man. I, I don't know. You know, I, I love that kind of music and I love the, pits and the you know the all that kind of stuff but yeah I, i'm not down to punch my friend in the face <laughs> <laughs> for 45 minutes I, for some reason those are always the ones that stick out it's all the kooky shit yeah. um you said you saw ozzy a couple times like 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 what were some other times you saw him on a tour i'm trying to remember what again which tour it was i feel like it was i feel it well it was the it was the no more tours actually maybe it was it was in Dallas, and it was Ozzy. Zach was there. I feel like it was a, maybe an Ozfest, but it was a one-day Ozfest that only happened in Dallas. And King Diamond played with, I think, I think maybe Hell Yeah played. And, but it was like a Dallas Ozfest. Was that like Dr. Pepper Park or something like that? I never saw Ozfest, but that sounds like it would have been around the time where they um, did like the free Ozfest too. Yeah, it was a weird. I just remember it being like, "This is weird" because it's the only one. But yeah, Oz, Ozzy played with with Zach, and then the other time was the tour with Corn and and uh, 
Zach wasn't there. That's the only two times I think I've seen Ozzy. Uh, I've never seen Ozzy um, solo, but I did see uh, the Ozzy Black Sabbath uh, tour. You in, did? In oh, 2013. Dude. That's awesome, man. I wish I would have seen that. I, I think I think they were like amazing. It was awesome, uh, but it was kind of weird. The opener was just like Andrew WK, and he had a T-shirt gun, and that was it. Uh-huh. He was like he was like playing music, maybe on an iPod or something, and was shooting out T-shirts. Oh my god! <laughs> I did see the Ozfest. I did see the Lollapalooza with Metallica. That was up north. That was a crazy one. Actually, Denny was at that one. Funny, you know, years later, you go, oh, well, that's crazy. Oh, you guys were at the same show, but you didn't Yeah. know each other? Right. Oh. You know, if you name a band, I've probably, probably seen them. Uh, um, well, I'll, um, I'll name a couple. Have you seen uh, Rob Zombie or a White Zombie? I've seen Rob Zombie. Never saw it. Never got a chance to see White Zombie. I wish I would have, but uh, yeah. Rob's great. I mean... Uh, He's, he's again, he's like, even if you don't like his music, you leave kind of like, that was impressive. Uh, there's a lot of bands that, or I should say, there's not a lot of bands that I could say that about when, you know, if you're not a fan, but you can still, which I'm a fan, but I, I could see, it's just impressive to watch. The band looks cool. He's, yeah, uh, there's just so much going on with the screens and um, like robots and yeah yeah i mean uh marilyn manson was the same same thing when when i've seen him you know it's just uh uh despite whatever his current situation is uh back in the day he was a force to be reckoned with you know you couldn't it was under you know it's undeniable you can't you couldn't not leave that show and be like oh that sucked no you know, especially on those like the Antichrist superstar when he was peaking. Yeah, it was it was just incredible. His bands were incredible. The players were great. The song, I mean, the the way it was presented was great. So those those kind of shows are always good to see when you're like, yeah, I don't really want to go, and then you leave and you're like, holy shit, I'm glad I went. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so he, was, he was one of those for me because I can't say I was ever a huge fan. I got into some of his records, I guess, but but somebody gave me tickets and uh, or somebody called and said, "You want a ticket? Let's go." And uh, yeah, I left like, God damn, that was unbelievable. Did you ever see? Um, I'm just looking at shit on my wall. Uh, did you ever see Foo Fighters? Yeah, multiple times. Uh, earlier on in the career i, I want to say maybe second third albums that that area like uh i thought they're great you know i mean that, that's a whole you know their thing is a whole different thing than the um i would equate them more to a punk show or um not comparing them to tom petty but it's you know it's less about the show and more yeah. about the experience um i agree and i have mixed i have mixed things on that you know some bands i I like it when bands kind of mix the two like back in you know back in the day you know seeing the scorpions it's kind of was a good mix of this band is really good live and this light show was really good 
but also you didn't feel like, you know, um, it felt like a live band. So that kind of stuff, I, I guess, you know, the, the Bon Jovi's that, that, that being that same rat, you know, they were a little bit glammy, but the shows themselves, the lights were cool for the time. The show was cool, but the music was cool. Now it seems like, a, you know, you go to some shows and it's either all theatrics and kind of mechanical. Because a lot of those theatrical bands, as much as I like them, and things are things aren't like they used to be. You used to have those bands that did that kind of stuff. They'd have a lighting director and blah, blah, blah. Now those bands like have a computer program and it runs their light show and they're so everything kind of has to be the same every night. And I feel like it's a little, the show's a little mechanical for those type bands when they have that kind of real, uh, when there's a big show, it seems like the show itself kind of dictates the music being planned out or, or samey same, not, not loosey goosey. And then you have other bands, like I said, like Foo Fighters, who there's not much of a live show. There's some lights and him running around. Everybody else is kind of standing there. And uh, it's all about the music, you know. I, I'm, I'm, I don't think there's a lot of bands I could think of now off the top of my head where it's kind of a good mix of that. How you were talking about uh, bands that are uh, maybe loosey goosey versus too like, choreographed. There's one really. Really a good example, though. I don't know if you've seen Alice Cooper or not, but um, I was actually front row uh, for this Alice Cooper show one time where he came to Peoria. Yeah. And usually there's like an orchestra pit in our theater. And um, for this show, it was like, I guess they actually had seats in this orchestra pit and they put up like a little folding chairs. So there was no... Okay. There was no guardrail, and then the stage, it was like we were basically sitting in that space, and I was front yep. row, so I'm basically like, I'm like leaning with my elbows on the stage looking up, and I was just more, I was amazed by how cool of a show it was, but the other thing that kind of like I got clued into is there's like so many moving parts and so many props and stuff. I think they have to be so super rehearsed with that because if one guitar player like he turned differently while alice cooper's maybe going to get a prop out of his like toy box or something it's like oh yeah i think somebody could like have some bad accident or something it's just so many moving parts there yeah i mean most people don't you know i i wondered back in the day you know and and i I miss this too because you start don't see it a lot either but back in the day when I would see shows, you know, you would see whoever it is playing guitar and then, you know, they boom, boom, boom. And then the song ends and the place goes black. And then 10 seconds later, they kick in the next song and dude's got a different guitar on. It was like, whoa, like, you know, and you don't realize there's a dude that runs out in that pitch black and like takes the one guitar and, and you know, you know, basically slides the other guitar on the dude, you know. It's like, oh man, shit, you know, even that kind of stuff. It's it's like a good, you know, a ballet, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, some of these guitar players too, they, you know, like for me, I have a pedal board on stage, but some guys don't even want that on stage. So their tech is in the back changing like amp channels or if they want a certain effect, they press that. And so in the back, they're restringing guitars, getting stuff ready, but they're also like 
changing channels and like looking, watching what's happening on stage. It, man, you know, it, it, it is. It's just there's just so many moving parts, even in that part of it that you don't see. So, yeah, the, the show itself, whether it's, you know, if you have, you know, flame pots and stuff like that, you got to remember, don't stand here during that part because you'll end up like James Hetfield. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> you'll end up like a marshmallow. Uh, so speaking of Gojira earlier, I, there's footage of them. Can't uh, 100% sure where the gig was, but it was an outdoor festival, and they play in one of their hits, uh, quote unquote hits. And there's a part where the flames go up in the front, but a big gust of wind comes and it blows the flames right in the guitarist's face. Ooh, ooh, man! And you see him, you see him run off stage, and he basically got a bad sunburn. I think he lost his eyebrows, maybe two or something, but. Ooh, it could it have been worse, like, man. Yeah, it was just perfect, perfect, uh, you know, perfect storm where the shit hits and there's a big gust of wind. It's blew it right in his face. It's like, oh, wow. I'm sure, the flame guy was done for the night. Won't be using those again. Or even not just like uh, something like that. I don't know how how some of those bands can even be on stage with that heat. Cause just being in the crowd, you can feel it on your face and oh. they're like literally like next to it. Yeah. Uh, I've never been on stage when those, well, I've been backstage when they've gone off and it's hotter than us. So yeah, I, I have no idea. Uh, you know, and I know a lot of bands now are going to those air things, you know, that, uh, like Gojira, when I just saw them, they kind of had six of those in the front that just blew out, like, you know, it looked like smoke, but it's CO, CO2 or whatever. Oh, yeah, like, looks but like the, a little train engine just blowing some. Yeah, but those annoy the shit out of me because they're almost louder than the band because they're just, it's just like, oh, <laughs> it's like, man, if you either don't use the, use flames or don't use nothing, you know? <laughs> Trying to think of some of the, you know, I did, like I said, speaking of some of those, I've seen Rob Scorpions, Bon Jovi was the opener on that one. Oh, wow. So that was 7,800 Fahrenheit tour. So, yeah, again, going back to that, like, man, that band, you know, seeing Ozzy with Corn, and now Corn is, you know, equally probably as huge as, as Ozzy, you know, was in his heyday. And then you have the other shows, saw Stone Temple Pilots with Cheap Trick opening. Like, oh, this wow, is backwards. what uh, tour was that? Tiny Music. I don't remember which Cheap Trick album it was. I feel like maybe it was the uh, self-titled one that they put out that got, God, yeah, I think it was just called Cheap Trick, a black and white cover. Um, Yeah, it was like 97 or 96. Yeah, I yeah. feel like that might have been the tour maybe that they were on. And they were both, I mean, both bands were great. I mean, Wyland, just talking to somebody about that the other day, because, I, you know, I have the luck of doing a few shows with Velvet Revolver, and and and, why, and I've seen him on that tour. I saw him on the 4 tour. Um, I've seen Stone Temple Pilots several times with him as well. And despite whatever his uh, issues were, that guy always kicked ass. Um Later on, I guess, was different. I never saw him in the, the later stages when he was solo and some of that stuff. But the two or three times I saw him, you know, saw Stones of Pilots show and then the handful of Velvet Revolver shows I got to see him play. He didn't he didn't stink up to join at all. 
you know, <laughs> uh, even though, you know, uh, I would have liked to have one. seen, um, STP with him, but I've only, I saw them with, uh, the new guy and I saw him with Chester too. Yeah. I saw him with the new guy. I didn't get to see him with Chester, but, uh, yeah, he was, he was great. I, he was really good on that. I mean, I guess cause tiny music happened and then he got in trouble and went to jail. And then I saw him on the four tour, which was, I think right after he got out of jail. Um, and the four tour, like he was clean and sober. They had just gotten, and, and he was, they were on fire. That was the, there's footage online of that. He's like wearing, I think black pants. He's got the black gloves that come over his elbows. He's got no shirt on. He's just like creepy looking and, God, they were good, and that record was so good, and they were on fire. I saw them. At, I think it was at a place called the Bronco Bowl, in huh. Dallas. It was hot as fuck. <laughs> uh, I, 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 I wish again there was a cool opener. I feel like for that show, and I don't remember that. You know, it's like, um, but yeah, that that band was great. And then you know, when I did the Velvet, you know, did a handful of shows with Velvet Revolver, they. At that point, they pretty much had him locked in a cage. <laughs> if he wasn't on, if he wasn't on stage, you know, like the minute the lights went down, you know, they would, you would, you'd be backstage and you kind of hear, "All right, we're five minutes out," you know, and then the lights would go down, and then a van would pull up, and basically he would get out of a van, go to the stage, go kick ass, come off stage, get in the van, and leave. You know, it's like crazy that, uh, but I think you know. They were just trying to keep them sober. There's just so many cool bands. Van Halen, like I said, was just telling somebody the other day. So many people love, you know, actually I was watching a podcast. They were talking about the discussion, Van Hagar or, or you know, Sammy Hagar or David Lee Roth. And I like both, but I did see both kind of the end of the David period and the beginning of the Sammy period, so I saw 84, 5150, and I felt like 5150 smoked. But I think it depends on the show you saw, because Kenny saw the 84 tour and loved it, and he said that they just kicked ass. The show I went to, Dave stopped half the songs and was like, you know, doing his whole, hey, ladies, anybody want to see me take my pants off? You know, that kind of, and, you know, I'm 11 years old. I'm like, I don't want to see your pants off. I want you to play fucking jump you know <laughs> i don't give a shit about you macking on chicks i want i came here to rock let's rock you know um and i think that was just kind of what was happening with van halen at that period i think they were falling apart yeah like maybe uh, maybe kenny saw him early on the tour and you saw later in the tour when may have been yeah. man you know but I, I i do know that seeing them you know within you know what is that a couple year period when they came with Sammy, it was nonstop, just rock in your face, you know. <laughs> See uh, me take my pants off. <laughs> yeah, I just remember that was one of his, you know, does anybody want to see me take my fucking pants off? You know, everybody goes crazy. And like I said, again, you know, goes back to that Gene Simmons, everybody's in, in rock to get laid. At 11 years old, I was like, I didn't give a shit about it. I just wanted to hear unchained you know it was like play some rock and roll and you watch that old footage of van halen they're incredible man but i just yeah like i said maybe i maybe you had diarrhea man. <laughs> maybe, I just, maybe i just got them on a bad 
you know, bad night. But, uh, well, hopefully he didn't take off his pants when he was having diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. God. So anyway. But yeah, those, those, the, <laughs> anyway. All right. Maybe we did go off the rails with the diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> time to call it, call it a time night. My name is Roth having diarrhea. Maybe time to shut it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess not to uh, wow. chap any asses, but um, did you uh, see a band that just, you were just like, it sucked? Or what was your uh, worst uh, concert? My worst concert was was recently, and I don't know if it was maybe the venue. It was just an odd show, but it was a band from our neck of the woods where we grew up called Hum. Oh, okay, I think I remember them. Did they have stars or something? Was that yep. their song? Southback County and Stars, yeah. Yeah. Uh, always wanted to see them. And my good friend uh, and me went to see them. He's in the same boat. He loves that band. He's from uh, the Midwest as well. And we never got a chance to see them. And they happened to be coming through Nashville a few years ago. And uh, we were so psyched. And they came and they played and they were very overly loud for the room. Maybe their sound guy wasn't getting the room. It was just didn't sound good. And then partway through the show, the singer broke a string. And obviously they didn't have backup guitars, which I thought was weird as shit. So he had to restring his guitar, put a new string on it during the show. So while he was doing that, he had a fan come on stage and tell a story. And the fan told a story about... You know, it started with, man, I just, I've been a huge fan, and the reason I'm here is my best friend and me always were huge fans, and my friend died, and then he starts sobbing, crying <laughs> on stage, and the singer is completely oblivious. Like, he's back by the drum riser, like, restringing his guitar, and the story is happening. It was just the weirdest show I've ever been to. <laughs> um, they didn't sound great. And it may not have been them. It just seemed like the place they played, they were over amplified and the sound was not great. And then it got weird with the break in the string and not having a backup guitar. Like, at least if you're, there's two guitarists, bring three guitars. So at least, like, well, there's one extra, you know, you know, it was just, it was weird. And then, yeah, the guy getting up there and telling the story, which was a nice story, but it was like, wait, you know, way to bring the room down, you know? <laughs> yeah, man, he killed the vibe, dude. <laughs> yeah so it yeah I, I that's probably the worst thing i've seen uh so with you um getting back in like uh playing shows this summer um with the great affairs like how was that actually uh getting in front of people again and playing good good it's still weird it's still weird you know it just depends on where you go um you know some some states they it seems like they don't even know that anything's going on and other ones are a little more strict and people are still, you know, staying away in some, in some ways, you know, um, and understandably just cause things are so weird, you know? So, but it's been, it's been fun to get back out and play again. It's, uh, it's just not back to what it was. Yeah. Uh, yet. So hopefully next, next year, uh, I know we got a show coming up, and it'll probably be the only one for the rest of the year. Um, uh, Black Friday yeah. at John Brown's. Yeah, man. 
yeah it's gonna be a it's gonna be a hoot man i i i remember up north back in the day the, the day before thanksgiving that, that that like wednesday you know the wednesday night before that was the night to play so uh but black friday sounds like it'll be just as crazy at, at john brown so uh we got people i think coming from from here even so uh yeah it'll, it'll be it'll be a good time i think we're ready to ready to make some noise you know we were off because i went out of out of the country for a few weeks shit then, yeah because i uh sent you a message like hey man what's going on or uh, how you doing and then i think it was like a couple days later saw you in germany and then you were there what like i think three weeks yeah so we didn't rehearse the week before and then so for almost a month we didn't rehearse so we rehearsed once and then kenny got i think he caught covid Oh shit! So we were so we were off for a week, and then we were supposed to rehearse last week. And the business of me and my wife have the toilets backed up. So right before we were going to rehearse, so I had to, <laughs> I had to cancel rehearsal last week. So we basically have only rehearsed once in about two months. So uh, we're ready to get back at it. So this Wednesday we'll we'll yeah. As long as I don't have diarrhea. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> well, I hope not. Hope it. Uh, hope I didn't jinx you. No, it'll be all good, man. So yeah, but we're. I think we're ready to. We're trying to decide what the next step is. You know. Do we? Uh, you know, do we start? You know, learning some new covers for fun, or uh, do we? Uh, start working on new music yeah so yeah uh well do you got anything in the works uh with um lights of marfa or are you guys back to rehearsing or you got anything you're thinking about doing with them we were supposed to rehearse for the first time a couple weeks ago but hatch got pneumonia so everybody's getting sick you know so Damn. but yeah so we we haven't we haven't gotten back together. I mean, right now we're, it's me, the bass player and hatch and we have our material. We have a bunch of new stuff we're working on, but we still don't have, a, we, we haven't had a drummer and you know, well, obviously the pandemic, but we had a drum for about six months before the pandemic, before that we didn't have. So it's just like finding a drummer has been like needle in a haystack. So, so until we can find a drummer, we probably won't play out, you know. Actually, we've talked about hiring a drummer just to be able to do shows, you know. Well, hopefully, no. you, can, hopefully you can get um, something in the works. Yeah, I, I do too, you know. I mean, I, the, it's it's neat because both, both bands are kind of very, you know, they're both melodic, but The Great Affair is a little bit more straight ahead, old school rock, and the Lights of Marfa thing is more like, like you were saying earlier, Alter Bridge, Shine Down, more the modern yeah kind of thing so it's fun it's fun for me to do both um but yeah haven't got a lot of lights of marfa time uh i mean last time we practiced was uh right when the pandemic started that's the last time we rehearsed so yeah so there's that yeah <laughs> we still talk all the time like i said we work on stuff and uh, obviously we do the cover thing where we kind of reinvent a cover. So we're working on a few ideas for that, but there's no, um, uh, I think before there was kind of, you, you, everybody, I think felt like there was a timetable or, you know, like 
but now it's just like, you know, if it happens tomorrow, that's cool. If it happens next week, that's cool. There's, you know, what's the rush? You know, even if we had something going, it's still hard to book shows. So I don't know what that, any of that means, but, uh, yeah, I'm hoping lights and Marfo get back going here in the next few weeks. Um, all right, man, it was good, uh, uh, chatting with you again. And, um, uh, thanks for kind of yeah, doing dude. this one on the fly. Yeah. You bring in your, uh, your lady this, this trip. Uh, yeah, she's going to come down. Yeah. She's looking forward to it and I've been hyping you guys up. So, so you got to cool, get that? back and rehearse. <laughs> well cool it'd be fun to meet her and like i said we'll have we'll have a couple drinks man yeah man definitely for sure all right cool man